0: Welcome back to Inner Healing Intelligence. This is Dr. Lori Little, and today we're going to help you create a word of the year in five steps. We are going to talk about what that even means and why it might be useful for you as we are coming to the end of one year and starting another. Stay tuned. Welcome everyone. My name is Dr. Lori Little. And I'm a clinical psychologist, mindfulness coach, psychedelic therapist, wife, and mom. My passion is helping people learn to listen to and trust their inner healing intelligence, that part of us that is always moving towards health and growth. Ultimately, when we allow our inner healing intelligence to be our guide, we can stop looking outside of ourselves for answers we can experience more joy, more peace, and more connection with others than we may have ever thought possible. Although it may sound simple, it is by no means easy. Join me as we discuss the many challenges and opportunities that listening to your inner healing intelligence can bring to your life. Welcome everyone. Today the topic is Word of the Year. What exactly do I mean when I say that? And why might this be useful to you? As we're winding down the end of 2023, I really think that there is some benefit to reflecting upon all that we have learned in this year, as well as what we want to take with us into the new year. When I say take with us into the new year, what I really am referring to is thinking about our intentions for the next year, asking ourselves to reflect upon what are our goals or our hopes, and what is a way of thinking in the new year that we really want to remember and stay mindful of. One of the ways that we can set our intentions for the next year is to choose a word for the year. Of course, we can choose a word that encompasses our intentions any day, any time, but there's something about starting a new year with a new mantra that seems fitting. Let's first talk about why this is helpful. As I discussed in episode seven, there is a strong value in having mantras. Mantras are words or symbols that can be chanted or said silently to yourself to invoke a particular thought or feeling. The word mantra is actually derived from two Sanskrit words, manas meaning mind, and tra meaning tool or instrument. So mantra literally means a tool or instrument for the mind. A mantra then can be our tool to help us cultivate awareness or concentration or focus. If for example, I want to focus my mind on the feeling of being grateful, then my mantra could be the word gratitude, which reminds me to focus my attention on all of the things that I do have and appreciate them as they are, rather than focus my attention on all of the things that I do not have. Choosing my word of the year as gratitude helps remind me that this is my intention for the year And it reminds me to catch myself when I'm thinking in an ungrateful way and to more quickly turn the mind back towards a more grateful mindset. You can think of mantra then as a kind of mindfulness tool. It helps to guide and shift your attention onto something deliberate. And this is where setting our intentions becomes very important. How do we do this? How do we set our intentions for the next year? Here we're gonna talk about a series of questions that can help be your guide in deciding what could be your word for the year. Step one, is there anything that happened in this past year that left you feeling unsettled or uncomfortable or unsatisfied? Asking this question is really getting at the heart of regret, the emotion that we feel when we wish we hadn't done something that we did, or possibly that we wish we had done something when we didn't. But in general, regret is when we wish we could go back in time and change something. If there is something in this past year that you regret doing or you regret not doing. What can we learn from this experience? For example, let's say that I regret that I didn't act on my urge to express my true, honest feelings to someone, to let them know how much I care about them or love them then maybe what I learned from that is how important it is to be honest and to be open with people in the moment and not wait to tell someone how you really feel. There are so many different words that you could choose to address this, but you could choose word like authentic, to remind yourself to be honest and to be your real self without worrying what others are going to think of you. Or you could choose the word open to really emphasize the importance of openness in sharing yourself with others. You could also even choose something like the time is now to really address that peace, that, reminding yourself that time is limited. Ask yourself, what do I truly want to learn and remember from this regret so that I can really accurately get to the heart of what is most important for you in this new year. A second question you can ask yourself is which one of my values is important to me that I really haven't been paying enough attention to. When we think of our values, there are so many options to think about and if you do a quick online search of values card sort, you will find a ton of free assessments that you can take which really help you to learn more about what you value the most in this world. Different examples of values could include things like having a community or learning new things or financial independence. Take some time to really ask yourself, what do I value most in this world? What is important to me on the deepest level? And then ask yourself, are my everyday behaviors in alignment with my values? If for example, I say my family is my highest value, but I look at my life and my days, and I realize that I'm actually spending very little time with my family, maybe because I'm working all the time, or I'm engaged in other activities of helping others then my behaviors are actually out of alignment with my values. So this is really an opportunity to pause and reflect on what is most important to you in your life and then seeing if your behaviors are consistent or inconsistent with your values. If there is something that is very important to you, and you notice that your behaviors are not consistent, then this might be a good word of the year for you. It's that constant, quiet reminder to stay connected with and to prioritize your schedule based on your values. A third question to ask yourself could be, is there any way in which I want to grow personally or professionally this year that might be uncomfortable or outside of my safe zone. To get more information about this question, you can continue to ask yourself similar questions like, if I had one year left to live, what would I make sure I learned by the end of this year? Or you could even ask yourself, what keeps me from engaging in activities that help me grow and learn? You might discover that underneath these questions, you have some fears, possibly a fear of failure, or a fear of other people's judgments of you. Oftentimes it's fear that keeps us from trying new things. Fear leads us to want to avoid. So when we're anxious or afraid, our natural inclination is to avoid the things that are bringing us fear. But the problem is because we avoid, we never actually learn how to manage or master the fear. It's only through facing, moving towards our fears, that that anxiety can go down or even go away. If you notice that you tend to avoid life, avoid challenges or avoid new or novel situations, then you really might want to consider choosing a word or words of the year which are about leaning in, facing fears or moving towards that which scares you. A fourth question to ask yourself is how much is perfectionism or the drive to be perfect playing a role in your life? Do you notice that you don't try new things because you won't be able to immediately do it perfectly? Do you notice that you get exceptionally mad or disappointed or frustrated in yourself when you feel like you don't measure up and you often feel like you don't measure up? Has anyone ever told you that your standards for yourself or others are too high or unrealistic? If so, these could all be signs that you are a perfectionist or have at least perfectionistic thinking that gets in the way of you feeling calm or trying new adventures. Perfectionism really zaps away our spontaneity. It prevents us from being silly or creative And when we get perfectionistic with our thinking, we're often just filled with anxiety or even shame. It's hard for us to celebrate small wins or even just any kind of progress because the perfectionistic mind is always on the end goal that we never seem to achieve. And we often use the term relentless when we're talking about the notion of perfection because it speaks to how this drive never ends. So if you see yourself struggling with perfectionism, then consider choosing words like good enough or progress over perfection or celebrate every win something that really reminds you to focus on the journey not the end and certainly to be more realistic with your plans and to let go of this idea of perfection that just does not exist lastly the fifth question you can ask is What does my inner wisdom tell me if I just get quiet and listen? Is there a word or image or story or memory that pops into your mind? Before jumping to a quick solution, I really want you to take your time with this. Ask your deepest self, what do I want my word to be this year? And just notice any words or images or thoughts that come to your mind. If you sit long enough, my guess is some word or image or thought will come to you that really deeply resonates with you. And for the perfectionists out there, just a gentle reminder that there is no perfect word that you have to search for. You can even have more than one, a list of words. Just notice what comes up when you give yourself the space to really sit with this question. If something artistic like sketching or drawing is your thing, then absolutely give that a try as well. Go within trusting that if there is something for you to know, your inner wisdom will absolutely share it with you. Once you've decided on your word or set of words, now the goal is to make it visible and known. As we reviewed in episode seven, if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to do so. You can use sticky notes. You can write with marker on your mirror. You can change the wallpaper on your phones. You can even get a tattoo if you're seriously ready to commit. For my birthday this year, my husband actually got me this cool kit where you can stamp words onto a silver piece of jewelry. And over holiday break, I plan to make a bracelet with my word of the year, which is brave. Bravery to me is what you feel when you are doing hard things that scare you. You feel the fear and you do it anyways. This is my year for doing hard things that scare me. I can accept and validate the fear, notice the urge to avoid or to escape, but to move towards it instead of away. I would love to hear what your word of the year is going to be. Connect with me at lorielittle.com and let me know if using any of these five questions helped you to discover your word of the year and how you plan to remind yourself along the way. I wish you a wonderful and joyous and peaceful new year, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more, you can reach me at lorielittle.com, where I share additional free resources and lots of information. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could write a review and share it with a friend. See you in the next episode.